Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 22, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 202 days until Halloween. I'm your ghostess, Spencer. Let's see what we have on the slab this week. We've got a lot of horror news to go through, so we're going to have a little Newsarama Volume 3. So let's get into it. We've got a wide variety of interactive things that go bump in the night. Let's see what's in video game news. First up is Madison, the bloodiest game's psychological horror that is basically a love letter to Fatal Frame, launches on June 24th on Xbox One, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC via Steam. You play as Luca, who wakes up in a dark room covered in blood being tormented by a demon named Madison. You must solve the puzzles and use a Polaroid camera to capture clues while you commit abominable acts to finish this decades-old demonic ceremony. The trailers for these games have been this game has been fantastic. The um, newest one really uh, caught my eye with the blue knees on the blocks and the way that you're just like so creepily falling at such a steady pace. Um, I also think the concept of using a Polaroid camera for this is great. I love Fatal Frame. We've talked about this. It's known. It's definitely made its way on to my must playlist for June. And I think It's going to be great. There will be a Possessed edition for PS4 and PS5. The digital content that is included in that is five ritual cards, the priest tapes, the Blue Knees song, official wallpaper, and Possessed camera DLC. I can't wait to see what this game has in store for all of us in June. Kind of TV news, but really video game news. A Plague Tale Innocence is getting a TV adaptation. The adaptation is going to be in France with Merlin Productions taking the lead. Uh, Fabrice Renault from Merlin Productions made a statement about how he really wants to take special care with the show because the French developers trusted a French studio to make the adaptation when many U.S. companies wanted the rights. French director Matthew Turley is going to direct Uh, I can't wait to see it. I haven't really finished A Plague's Tale Innocence. I've only ever started it and never gotten very far, but I'll watch a TV. That world seems very interesting. Don Costarelli wants to make a video game. Uh, Last month, the famed Phantasm director took to Twitter, where he talked with fans about would there be a Phantasm video game. And that makes sense. Our next couple of stories are all about horror IP games, so I can understand why he would want phantasm to be made into a video game i think it'd be a fantastic game so he basically put out a call to developers to pitch him and for fans to recommend developers that they think they would be a fit um i hope we get that i'm all down for these ip games they all look fantastic as you will see in the upcoming stories the next one we're going to talk about Specifically, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game. Gun Media put out character bios late last month for Julie Leland, Connie, Sunny, (laughs) and Anna. Anna is the missing sister of the character Maria Flores, who we'd already heard about. We also found out the game will take place outside of Austin. Still no release date yet from Gun Media, but I'm hoping that we'll see it this fall, right? We'll get Evil Dead this spring. Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the fall. It's going to be a great horror video game year for everybody, I think. 
Speaking of Evil Dead the game, Saber Interactive keeps giving us a taste of what to expect when the game launches on May 13th. We got a trailer that was specifically looking at what NVIDIA's DLSS tech would do in the game. It's pretty fantastic. You should check that out. But it also gave us some sneak peeks at single player missions, which was fun. The sights and sounds of this game get me excited. I really like words and the script. It doesn't feel forced. It'll be out on May 13th, Friday, May 13th on Xbox Series, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and the Nintendo Switch. The Devil and Me, the Dark Pictures Anthology season one finale, uh, let us know that Jesse Buckley, who we also saw this week in A24's Men, will be starring as Kate Wilder. We had an announcement trailer a little while back that showed victims and traps a la Saw and is narrated by a sadistic serial killer. I am very excited to see where the devil and me goes. It feels the closest, I think, to what I have wanted from the Dark Anthology, Dark Pictures Anthology. I wasn't a super big fan of Man of Madon. I wasn't, it just wasn't what I wanted and I haven't really caught up, but I plan to catch up and play all of them this late summer, early fall for the release of this one. And also we've got more super massive news in our next little news bit, super massive showed off the quarry. I have not looked. I already know I want to play this game, so I don't need to be spoiled by 30 minutes of gameplay, but if you want to see 30 minutes of gameplay, it's up on IGN for their first look preview. It really looks like the spiritual successor to Until Dawn. It really feels more like they are making a horror movie that is interactive, more so than the Dark Pictures anthology, which is what I think we all thought we were getting with that. So I'm glad to see that they haven't given up on that style of game either. Yeah, it looks great. That will launch on June 10th. June's a busy month for horror games. Who would have guessed? <laughs> that comes out on Xbox Series, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC via Steam. This next one's really cool. I haven't had a chance to watch the video yet, but I'm very excited to do so that later this week. Boca Games Studios got Silent Hill creator and Resident Evil creator to together for a video chat. Now, I mean, that's kind of a little bit easy. Studio founder of Boca Game Studio is Kichiro Toyama, who also created Silent Hill. And he sat down with Shinzinki Mikama to talk on Boken's new like chat series. Like they're just gonna get people from the Japanese industry to sit around and chat. And so there's a 40 minute video of these two icons of Japanese horror games just talking about horror games for 40 minutes on the Boken Game Studios YouTube. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes if you wanna check it out. Big Bad Studios, let us look at the upcoming Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. It's headed our way on May 19th, that is quickly approaching. We also found out what the pre-order announcement was and what the pre-order bonuses are. We'll go through those really quick. Pre-order bonuses for PC and console are alternate outfits for the game's three protagonists, which is fine. If you're gonna pre-order on console, however, you will receive Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York, which was Draw Distance's 2019 game. So that's a little bit better of a bonus if you're uh, gonna play on consoles. I haven't quite decided if I am going to play, but I've got till May 19th. It'll be out on consoles except for Switch 
and it'll be on PC via Epic Games Store. That's going to do it for video game news this week. Let's see what else is happening on the small screen. Time for TV news. Damien Lindelof's new show, Mrs. Davis, will star Betty Gibson, who fans will remember from The Hunt. What we know about this project is that it deals with artificial intelligence, technology, and faith, which coming from Lindelof, that sounds like it could be a very interesting combination of things. We really don't know much more than it's going to be headed to Peacock. It's being made by WB with Lindelof and Tara Hernandez producing. When I know more, you definitely will know more. Reginald the Vampire is headed to sci-fi. The show will star Jacob Batten, everyone's favorite Spider-Man BFF. Based off the Johnny B. Truant Fat Vampire series, it seems like it looks like a good, fun, teen horror that'll have 10 episodes. It's being showrun by Harley Payton. It seems like it's got a good crew of people behind making it, people acting in it, people love the Fat Vampire series. I've never read it, but I know people who are obsessed with it, so... That seems like it'll be a fun little summer romp for your teens and tweens and get them into the spooky stuff early. Christy DeRicci will be in the upcoming Wednesday Addams show. Deadline is reporting, however, she will not be playing Wednesday Addams in any capacity. That task will be headed by Lady of the Hour in horror, Jenny Ortega. She was in Scream 5. She's in next week's feature film X. I'm excited to see her play Wednesday. I think she's going to be great at it. We don't really know much more about the series other than it will follow Wednesday and her years at Nevermore Academy as she tries to master her new abilities. Glad to see that Christina Ricci will be a part of it even if she isn't playing Wednesday. I think it would be weird for her to play Wednesday. I'm glad that that is they got right out in front of that and we're like that's not happening. So we got some Stranger Things news. The trailer is out today. April 12th, the day this podcast goes live. We also found out Stranger Things 4 has more of a horror movie vibe. So when they pitched the show, they were talking about how they would like have like dual tracks of inspirations. Like the kids would be in E.T. and the teens would be in like Nightmare on Elm Street and the adults would be Close Encounters, I think is the examples they use. But they're saying now that the kids are not kids anymore, the kids are just teenagers, they're going to definitely lean harder into horror movie territory, according to Ross Duffer. So that's exciting. We also know that the reason the season is so supersized, because remember, we're getting volume one and then volume two of season four, is because see, season four is going to answer some big mythological questions we have about the world upside down, all these other things. And they said as they were building the show out to answer these questions, the season just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so they split it into two little chunks and have this one supersized season. I'm excited. Stranger Things has been really good. I didn't like last season as much as I thought I would. So I'm hoping that having some more like answers about how the world works will freshen it up for me. Harry Hanlon is joining the Mayfair Witches. He's going to play Corland Mayfair, who is the current patriarch of the Mayfair Witches clan. The eight series, the eight episode series is going to focus on a young woman who finds out she's the heir to the powerful family of witches. It is coming this year along with Interview with a Vampire also coming out this year from Anne Rice, the extended world of Anne Rice on AMC and those both will be coming to AMC and AMC Plus. In bad news and in reasons why I never trust Netflix and refuse to watch a lot of things and broke my own rule for this show, Netflix canceled Archive 81. There's now a cliffhanger that is unresolved and it's going to drive me crazy for the 
till the end of time. Thanks, Netflix. Everyone I know who watched it loved it. You just needed to give it some time to get some legs. I think this is going to be one they live to regret, but it is what it is. We got news that the It prequel is headed to HBO Max. Welcome to Dairy is in development. The series is going to explore the origins of Pennywise and the 27-year curse that terrorizes the town of Derry. According to Jeff Snyder, the show has not been officially greenlit, but a writer's room is being put together. I don't know. It's going to be one or two. It's either going to be fantastically good, fantastically bad. I want to know how much involvement Stephen King has in it. More news from HBO Max. The Staircase, the Netflix documentary of the same name that made the Michael Peterson case famous, is getting a dramatization over at HBO Max. It's created by Antonio Campos. Colin Firth will be playing Michael Peterson. And Tony Collette will be playing Kathleen Peterson, his wife, who many believe Michael murdered. The bit of news that I do like out of this, I probably won't be watching this. I'm not super into true crime dram dramatizations. Fear Street director Lee Jinnick will be directing two of the episodes. So good for her. Glad to see she's working. And in sad news, but in news I haven't about a fandom I haven't been a part of for years, Walking Dead has finally come to an end. The show has been filming for 12 years and it has finally done. The last episode was filmed a couple weeks ago and wrapped. The world of the show is definitely going to live on. There's Isle of the Dead, which is a new spinoff show. Fear of the Walking Dead is still continuing, which is the original spinoff show. And we're also getting an anthology show, Tales of the Walking Dead. The episode will air later this year when part three of the season of the final season airs. James Wand is doing unscripted reality TV. According to The Hollywood Reporter, yes. Atomic Monster TV, Wand's production company, is teaming up with Truly Original, the people who bring you such great classics as The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. And I think Potomac. They don't do all of them. They just do a couple. Uh, multiple projects are said to be in different stages of the development pipeline. What is James Wan going to do in unscripted reality horror? Horror reality TV. I, I just can't wrap my head around it, but this is not, this is why I am not James Wan and I don't get paid the James Wan bucks to be that creative. But so... I will keep you posted as we find out what these reality TV shows turn out to be. And in our final bit of TV news this week, the Casper series over at Peacock is going to go darker with the character than we've ever seen before. Written by Ghost Bride writer Kai Wu, the show will have a darker tone. People who are familiar with how the development of that show is working up say, think like Riverdale, how Riverdale made the Archie comics darker. It's headed to Peacock. That's really all we know. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think I'll ever get over Casper the movie. That movie is formative to my spookiness and how much I love spooky things. So, but I'll give anything a chance. Let's see what's going to have us throwing our popcorns and howling at the Cineplex. It's time for movie news. Hammer Studios is being relaunched and the filming has begun on its first film, Jekyll and Hyde, directed by Joe Stefferson, starring Eddie Izzard as Nina Jekyll. In the film, Izzard will play Dr. Nina Jekyll, who must work with her new hired help, Rob, to stop Hyde from ruining her life. That sounds fantastic. Lena Headey is making her directorial debut in a psychological thriller called Violet. Based off the debut novel by 
SJI Holiday, the story revolves around two female travelers who decide to travel together. Things start to head south as each woman turns out to not be who they claimed. I can't wait to see this. It sounds like a interesting movie. Like the concept of it sounds interesting. I'm going to try not to read the book before the movie comes out, but I make no promises. It sounds like the perfect lay in the backyard in the kiddie pool during the summer book. I'm really excited about how many women directed and starring horror movies we've been getting a lot since like I feel like Saint Maud opened the floodgates and it's just been coming since then and I like that they're not always the most likable or reliable characters. It doesn't mean that they're not interesting and that like women can't also fulfill those roles in horror movies that men have typically had. So I'm excited to see this. The Monsterverse Lives. News is coming out of Australia that the sequel to 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be shooting there later this year. No word if Adam Wingard is directing. He was in talks last anyone heard. The only thing else we know is that there is a live action series headed to Apple TV+. I want more Hollow Earth, so just keep showing me more Hollow Earth and that's fine. I don't really need the monsters up on the surface. Does that make sense? Like, I'm past monsters on the surface. Korean horror film Sari is set to release in 2022. Film movement is set to theatrically and digitally release this Korean chiller later this year. The film takes place during the period of Korean superstition known as Seiri. The three weeks after a baby is born, no one in the family should attend to wake. The film takes place when a new father attends the funeral of his ex-girlfriend. Strange events unfold after an encounter with his twin sister. It's the directing debut of writer Park Kung. So I'm excited this Concept sounds great. Uh, I will keep you posted when we have release dates. I'm really into Korean horror right now. Midnight is fascinating to me and I can't wait to see more of it. And I think because Squid Game was so popular, we will see more Korean horror headed our way. So it's a good time to be an Asian horror fan like myself. Bones and All has been acquired by MGM. The Luca Guadagnino film is starring Timothy Chalamet and is billed as a horror love story. It takes place when two quote-unquote outsiders embark on a long road trip through Reagan's America. Can their love survive the terrifying pasts that are quickly colliding into their presence? Will this even hit theaters after Amazon's recent acquisition of the Hollywood Golden Studio MGM? Let's hope so. As soon as I have release information, so will you. A24 showed us Ex Machina director's new horror film, Men. Starring Rory Kinger, the film will be released in theaters on May 20th. The official summary of the film says, In the aftermath of personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to have found a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as a simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears in the visionary filmmaker Alex Garland's shape-shifting new horror film. Ex Machina is great. Annihilation is great. Uh, I really do enjoy Alex Garland's work, so this will be exciting. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully it comes quickly like X did to the screening room and then to VOD. 
Evil Dead Rise got a rating. It's headed for HBO Max sometime later this year, but the film received a rating for strong, bloody horror, violence, and gore. Awesome. Director Lee Cronin poked fun at it and took to Twitter, and tweets like this make me think he is the perfect person to be leading this this film. (laughs) He said, I thought about making hashtag Evil Dead Rise a warm, family-friendly PG, but instead decided to rip that notion to bloody, bloody pieces. We also got an official plot summary for the film, which is exciting. In the fifth Evil Dead film, a road-weary Beth pays overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mystery book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building. Giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle as she faces as she's faced with surviving the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. I cannot wait to see what Evil Dead Rise is. I just can't wait. With all the things we've heard from Bruce Campbell when he's talking about it in this summary and the jokes that the director's cracking, it just feels like a confluence of like perfection to give us something that's great. So I can't wait. It's been 10 years, nine years. Alvarez was on Twitter sharing stuff. I didn't put that in. It was a story, but I didn't feel like it deserved it. We could talk about it a little bit here. Um, Fede Alvarez was on Twitter showing off um, different things from the production of his remake, which was nine years ago. Radio Science says Scream 6 will have to risk it all. The feature film will be headed our way on March 31st, 2023. That doesn't seem like a lot of time, but that isn't unusual for the Scream series. Scream 2 had a fairly quick turnaround as well. Co-director Tyler Gillett said in a talk with Empire Magazine, quote, this movie has to be willing to risk it all in order to subvert all those expectations. And we're so far down the rabbit hole of Scream movies that it's all up for grabs at this point. Shit like that makes me very scared for Gail and or Sydney. No one's safe. Everyone's a suspect. That makes me excited for more screams. So well played, Radio Silence. Panos Cosmonos' new film, Necronosimo, I'll have to hear him say it at some point, is being co-produced by A24 and XYZ Films. The details are very sparse about this film. We know that it's a phantasmagorical fantasy nightmare. Say that five times fast. It's set within a strange galaxy where two lovers are torn apart as they try to survive a malevolent invasion. The weird world building in Mandy, I think, is some of the best parts of that movie. The next film we're going to talk about is Duel, starring... Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. It's directed by Riley Stearns and is being produced by RLJE Films. The official synopsis we have for it is, upon receiving a terminal diagnosis, Sarah opts for a cloning procedure to ease her loss on her friends and family. When she makes a sudden and miraculous recovery, her attempts to have her clone decommission fail and lead to a court-mandated duel to the death. Now she has one year to train her body and her mind for the fight of her life. This will be heading into the theaters this week on Friday, April 15th, and hopefully soon to VOD after. Daniel Kaluuya is writing a dystopian thriller for Netflix. Nope and Get Out star is writing and producing a film called The Kitchen. The picture is set in London in 2044, a future where the gap between the rich and poor has been stretched to his limits. 
All forms of social housing have been eradicated, and London's working class have been forced to live in temporary accommodations on the outskirts of the city. The story follows Isa, a resident who is desperately trying to find a way out, and a 12-year-old named Benji who lost his mother and is in searching for a family as they battle to survive. Netflix says we should be seeing it in 2023. Pennywise, the story of It, the documentary, will make its debut at PanicFest 2022. PanicFest is running from April 28th through May 8th. But fear not, it will arrive on the streaming service Screenbox later this summer. It's going to take a deep dive at the terrifying clown that revolves around the story of it. Stop motion horror film Mad God is coming to Shudder. FX artist Phil Tippett. Stop motion film sounds like a wild time. Deadline is reporting this film synopsis as in Mad God, a corroded diving bell descends amidst a ruined city with an assassin merging from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens. The film will hit Shudder on June 16th. This next story got the internet mad. The Crow remake is coming. It's being directed by Rupert Sanders, which I have mixed feelings about, but it is starring Bill Skarsgård as Eric Draven, which is exciting. It will also star FKA Twigs in a role expanded on. She is going to be the fiance, so we don't know if she's going to be a crow herself or what's going on, but she's going to have a better, bigger role than she did in the Brandon Lee film. And Zach Bayan is penning the script. I know that a lot of people are really mad about this remake. Guys, the Brandon Lee Crow will always be there. You can always go watch it. It always is going to exist. But there's going to be a rush of people who have no familiarity to this franchise who see this one and are going to go back and love the one that you love. I'm excited for it. I like Bill Skarsgård. I think he really has... The swagger, I guess, to pull off the crow. I think if you've seen him in anything other than it, you would understand. Won Jong Yuk's following up season two of Squid Game with a new adaptation. Killing Old People Club sounds interesting. It is a featured film and it's based on the novel by Umberto Eco. Production is not likely to start anytime soon. Uh, We don't think Squid Game Season 2 is headed our way until 2024. He just went back to Korea to work on it. But he's promising that the new project will be more violent than Squid Games. And that's a yikes for me. (laughs) Squid Game is very violent. I have to watch parts of that, like, between my fingers. Resurrection is set for a dual release this summer after being acquired by IFC Films and Shudder. The movie stars Rebecca Hall as Margaret, who seems to have her life together until her past catches up with her. Her past being a man named David, played by Tim Roth. Directed by Andrew Simons, the film will be coming to select theaters and digital on August 5th. And another dual production, She Will, is also set for a summer release by IFC Films and Shudder. Starring Alice Krieg, The directorial debut of Charlotte Colbert follows a woman named Veronica Ghent, who is a survivor of a double mastectomy, who goes on a healing retreat in Scotland, where she develops the ability to exact revenge in her dreams. It is headed to select theaters and digitals on July 15th. That sounds interesting. Both of those movies sound interesting. I'm really excited to see 
Rebecca Hall, she's been putting in the work in the genre with The Night House and now this. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is headed to theaters in August. What has been billed as A24's quote-unquote surprise slasher has a plot summary of this. When a rich of group 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, the game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. Noel Gaspar's new film, Lex Atena, stars Charlotte Gainsbourg and Beatrice Dali. It takes place backstage of a French film production, often utilizing split screens to follow two characters at once. Charlotte Gainsbourg, acting as herself, plays the films within a film within a film's leading role of an actress taking on the role of a witch burned at the stake, while French actress Beatrice Dali played a version of herself as well that takes on the on-screen role of director. The film progresses with mounting tension as the set descends into aggressive chaos in both style, form, and plot. And I'm sure that this will just be a flashing lights, motion sickness inducing nightmare like all of his other films, but you can catch me watching this when it comes out. The poster for it is beautiful and I would like one for my office. Felix stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan and it is a film that has been described as Super 8 meets Chucky. Directed by John Kissack. The plot summary from Daily Screen says, Charlie and his best friend Jimmy are making a film and dreams of becoming a big time Hollywood director. When Charlie's father finds an old ventriloquist doll named Felix among his late mother's belongings, Charlie and Jimmy cast the doll as the creepy antagonist. Through a chain of increasingly sinister and disturbing events, the family discovers that Felix has a mind of its own, and it's up to Charlie and Jimmy to rid their family of ominous forces. Definitely sounds like a good time. Crimes of the Future is written and directed by David Cronenberg and will be making its debut most likely at Cannes this year. However, that's not the interesting thing. World of Real has gotten the inside info that as international screenings are being shown for film festivals decided they want to program it, people are starting to talk. And one insider said, this film is going to be more divisive than Cronenberg's crash was in 1996. And that the last 20 minutes of this film are rough and that they expect walkouts, faintings, and panic attacks, no hyperbola. I thought Cronenberg was having a chill-ass time on Star Trek Discovery, and I guess he's got to channel his weirdness and his freakiness into this, the two dualities of David Cronenberg. So I can't wait to see it. It's probably going to be a nightmare, but I can't wait to see it. In other Cannes Film Festival news, uh, apparently David Lynch is going to be at the 75th anniversary of the film festival with a new film. It stars Laura Dern and other Lynch regulars. Now we don't know if this is a new movie that he somehow filmed without anybody noticing that David Lynch was filming a new film or if it's an extended pilot for his new show, Wisteria, which is also starring Laura Dern. Who knows? Only time will tell. Can will be here next month, so we'll know. And in our final bit, of movie news this week before we get to home releases. Spirit Halloween is becoming a movie starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook, Jaden Smith, Dylan Franken, Donovan Colon, and Mar Marissa Reyes will round out the younger part of the cast. It's being directed by David Pogue and the plot summary via Variety sounds interesting. When a new Spirit Halloween stores appears in a deserted strip mall, 
Three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the store Halloween night. But they soon find out the store is haunted by an angry, evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters. This sounds amazing. <laughs> who doesn't want to spend the night in a spirit Halloween? And the fact that it is going to scare the crap out of every middle-aged kid in this country because Spirit Halloween just does appear in a deserted strip mall. That's just where they go. So <laughs> I know as a child that would have scared me. And so I'm excited for that mythos and the, the scariness around that to be passed on to a new generation. I think it's going to be great. Uh, that'll be out this October. So we'll get to see it soon enough. And that's going to do it for movie news. Now it's time to talk about the horror you can bring home. We got a lot of home releases to talk about. So sit down, buckle up, get ready. First up in our home releases, Meat Cleaver Massacre is a 1977 film starring Christopher Lee. A professor of the occult experiences a shocking tragedy when the Destroyers, a group of murderous students who fail to believe his tales of the dark forces, brutally attack him and his family, leaving them to die. Now deep in a coma and the only survivor of this salt, he calls upon demonic forces beyond the world of the living to grant him vengeance on those who took everything. We'll be getting two cuts of the film, the original cut, which is 77 minutes, and the theatrical cut, which is 85 minutes. Shout Factory is putting it out on Blu-ray for us, and it's available right now on the Shout Factory store. VHS 94 will be getting a Blu-ray coming out on April 19th. The bonus features will be a behind the scenes, a San Diego Comic-Con panel interview, commentary with the filmmakers and producers hosted by Bloody Disgusting's The Boo Crew, the Empty Wake commentary with Simon Barrett, Deleted and extra scenes, special effects with Patrick McGee, the empty wake, the visual effects, full length, veggie matcher commercial, behind the scenes images, hail Ratma. You can check out my glowing review of VHS 94 in episode 15 of this podcast. Next up is next week's feature film X coming out on May 24th in 4K Ultra HD. It's directed by Ty West, stars Mia Goth, Brittany Snow, and Jenna Ortega. The special features include That X Factor featurette and The Farmer's Daughter extended scenes. It's coming to a 24 screening room tonight at 6.40, at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and will be on VOD on all of your favorite VOD places on Thursday. Also, it will be next week's feature film, so we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. Malignant, the 2021 James Wan film, has been out on HBO Max for a while, but now it's getting a 4K Ultra HD release on May 24th. No word on the special fail features, but this is one you definitely should watch. Like, go watch it on HBO Max if you haven't, but... I love this film. I think this film is a testament to the insanity that filmmakers can have when they're given the full reins and money that they are owed and due from doing such great and successful films. The Christopher Lee collection is coming from Severin Films. It cost about $95 and will begin shipping on May 31st. The five films included are Uncle Was a Vampire, The Secret of the Red Orchid, 
The Dark Places, Dracula and Son, The Director's Cut, and the U.S. Release, and Murder Story. This next story is a little bit interesting. This next release is cool. I'm excited for both of these things to happen. Wild Eye releases announcing their sister horror label, Visual Vengeance. The label's going to focus on micro-budget horror films from the 1980s to the 2000s, and they've already got their first two releases ready for us in July. The first one, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, is a 1995 J-horror that is known as The Japanese Evil Dead. The cult film is finally making its U.S. debut. In the movie, a bodybuilder must survive a blood-soaked knife to save himself and his friends from a demonic ghost who wants revenge. Directed by Shinji Fukusawa, bonus features for the film include a new interview with the director, commentary tracks with Adam Green and Joe Lynch, and a commentary track with Japanese film historian James Harper. Liner notes and a limited edition slipcase. The second release is The Necrophiles, the 1997 American video nasties classic featuring a serial killer's rise from the grade as a flesh-eating zombie maniac. Two Seattle cops, a satanic cult, a flying demon baby must stop, to, must stop the lust-crazed ghoul before he can kill again. The Necrophile is stacked with intense gore, satism, and boasts some of the most what-the-fuck moments ever shot on film. Directed by Matt Jesse... The bonus features include brand new commentary with the director, brand new on-camera interviews with the director, bonus footage, and bonus movie Necrophiles 3000, the 2017 sequel, Dong of the Dead, Making of the Necrophiles, a limited edition slipcase, a collectible poster, and your own sticker VHS set. The next one's a little less aggressive than the last two, and it's just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1941, starring Spencer Tracy and Ingrid Bergman, with a co-starring turn by Lana Turner. This classic will head to Blu-ray on May 17th. I'm excited to see this. It'll be cool to watch this one and then watch the new Hammer one when it comes out. A nine-movie collection of Saw movies is headed to Walmart. This collection includes Saw 1 through 7, Jigsaw, and Spiral from the Book of Saw. No release date was given, but it could possibly be out now, so check the next time you're at your local Walmart. Dog Soldier. <sighs> Dog Soldier, the 2002 movie from The Descent director Neil Marshall is heading to 4K Ultra HD. The movie stars Kevin McKidd, Sean Pirnwee, Emma Clensby, and Leanne Cunningham. The special and features include a 4K, a 4K restoration, audio commentary with the director, the making of, and a look at the production sign. Next up is The Fun House, the Toby Hooper 1981 classic about a girl who goes on her first date and ends up in a murderous fun house being stalked by monsters and a deformed killer. It's, it's a wild movie. Please watch it. It has phenomenal makeup for all the creatures by Rick Baker. It's coming to Ultra HD 4K on June 21st, thanks to Scream Factory. Fire in the Sky is also making it to Blu-ray thanks to Scream Factory, the James Gardner starring film that scared me to death about aliens when I was a kid, is coming to Blu-ray on June 21st, 2022. If you haven't seen Fire in the Sky, you should watch it. Just watch it. It's old 
at this point, but like that was the movie in the horror section that I kind of just would like back up from the rack a little bit. Like that movie freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> the 1982 remake of Cat People will be coming to Blu-ray on June 28th, thanks to Scream Factory. This movie's strange. I remember thinking this movie was strange as a kid and my dad really liking it. And I don't really know much more about it. It's directed by Paul Schrader. It stars Natasha Kaczynski and Malcolm McDonald. And it's about a beautiful woman who discovers love for the first time, only to find that the experience brings tragic consequences. The tremendous passion of this woman's first romantic love is so strong. However, it bypasses the chaos around her, including the extraordinary demands of her brother, as it pushes her all to her own bizarre destiny. We don't know what the extras are coming. Scream Factory will let us know closer to release date, and then I'll let you know. This next one is just chock full of extras and cool tidbits, and I don't think I can read it all. It's just a lot. So Scream Factory is putting out a 4K Ultra HD of the 1992 classic Candyman, directed Bernard Rose, starring Tony Todd and Virginia Manson and Vanessa Williams. This release will have both the theatrical cut, the unrated cut, bonus features, include Dobie Vision, Dobie Atmos, com multiple commentaries with Tony Todd, Bernard Rose, Tony Todd, Bernard Rose, Clive Barker, Virginia Manson, like any combination of people you can think of. The Movie Crypt podcast will have a commentary track on there. Thanks, Adam Green and Joe Lynch. We've got Sweets to the Sweet of a featurette about the mythos of Candyman. We've got a featurette, an interview about Clive Barker. What else? Forbidden Flesh, the makeup of Candyman. That'll be interesting to hear. Urban Legend, Unwrapping Candyman, a critical analysis of the film with writers Tenevery Dew and Stephen Barnes. Yeah, that's headed our way. May 24th. I can't wait. I'm going to buy it just for all the audio commentaries. There's like six and I want to listen to them all. I think it's going to be great. Also, Adobe Atmos and Adobe Vision. Way to go, Scream Factory. Yeah. Give us the best version of Candyman. Uma is out on Premiere VOD right now. The Sandra O-led horror flick follows a woman and her daughter who live on a farm. Seemingly everything's going well until the mother's mother remains arrived from Korea and she slowly descends into madness about turning into her mother. And our last home release, The Conjuring Verse is headed to Blu-ray in May. On May 31st, you'll be able to pick up a pack with seven, all seven Conjuring films. I guess really putting a final nail in the coffin of Is Curse of La Dorona a part of The Conjuring Verse. It doesn't make The Conjuring Verse collections, so I guess it's not, which is fucking weird it just is like that's just weird like whatever that feels like an audible you guys pulled after the fact the seven films included will be the conjuring one two and three annabelle one two and three and the nun that's it that is the conjuring verse as far as wb is concerned now on to the little bits the books the toys and the collectibles that don't quite have a home it's time for all the little extras the liquor from resident evil 2 can be yours capcom and numbskull have teamed up to make a beautifully graphic liquor statue it's 11 inches tall it comes in at 99 dollars, and you can buy it and look at it now in the numbskull shop 
Next up, we've got the book Alien Vasquez. The book's out on October 25th and is written by Janie Goldstein. Thanks to Entertainment Weekly, we got a taste of what the book's about. Aliens Vasquez is set to explore the canonical background of Vasquez, as well as the story of the children she was forced to leave behind, even before the doomed mission to Haley's Hope on LV-426. Jeanette Vasquez had to fight to survive. Born an immigrant family with a long military tradition, she looked up to the stars, but life pulled her back down to earth. First into a street gang, then to prison. The colonial marines proved to be Vasquez's way out, a way that forced her to give up her twin children. I don't know. Do we need more alien stuff about throwaway characters? Maybe. I guess um, it sounds entertaining enough uh, that of a book that I might like it if it wasn't tied up in the aliens mythos. So there could be a good story in there. So we'll see. See what the reviews say when it comes out in October. The next book, Monsters, Classic Monsters Unleashed, is 29 stories based on classic monsters you know and love. Think Dracula, Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde, Dr. Moreau. The book is being produced by Crystal Lake Publishing and Blatt Spot Books, and it's headed our way on July 12th. Check out a list of authors and stories and all the way to order it and all that stuff on Monsters Unleashed, classicmonstersunleashed.com. And our final story this week, we're getting a plushed good guy doll from Trick or Treat Studios. They have two dolls coming out. They have a ultimate Chucky doll, which is posable and like he's got the face and yeah, so he's just like the ultimate version of Chucky. And then they have a plushed good guy doll that you can hug and snuggle with. They both are 29 inches tall. They're coming in at $199 and pre-orders for them are up now and they expect to ship in December. That was a lot of news this week, but we did it, guys. We made it through. Next week, we're going to be back into news and a movie review. I'm also going to have movie reviews up on YouTube and TikTok. Little short three-minute reviews on TikTok. 10-minute, 20-minute discussion reviews on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this week. I'm your ghost, Spencer. You can find me personally all over the internet as Miss Nintendeek64. Instagram. TikTok, Twitter. You can find the show at www.ahalloween.club. Everything's going to be there. Videos, the podcast, everything you need recording the podcast is there. You can also check the podcast out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all of us at that at a Halloween club. And that's going to do it for me this week. You know the drill. Sleep or don't. Love his movies. Cannot say his name. (laughs) 